it's it's exciting. I like I, again. If you would have told me a couple of years ago where I am now, I would I would have thought you were insane. Yeah, I, that's why I wanted to get you on this podcast. So when you blow up, I'm like, hey, I was, hey, it was on my podcast first. <laughs> it's fun with us both athletes, two very different sports, but it, it's been really fun to just see how things correlate and how we each live our lifestyles. I feel we definitely live very different lifestyles than like most college kids. You know? Yeah. No, we're going to bed early and we're waking up early or not eating McDonald's every day or ramen. You're listening to the Down to Talk podcast with me, Logan Down, and with who? Aitzen McFarland. And Dylan Gibson. That's right. What'd you do to this morning? Uh, I trained some clients, worked out, went on a walk, went shopping. You went on a walk? I went on a walk. Not on a treadmill? Or? No. When I'm in his hot girl walk? I'm on my hot girl walk up the canyon. <laughs> up the canyon? Yeah. Like like the Cold Creek Trail? Oh, yeah. I do that. So every morning I'll get up, have early 6.30, 7 a.m., walk that all the way up as far as I can go and back. Oh, oh, by the bridge, right, and down and up, or? Yeah, so, like, there's, like, the park. Yeah, the park. And then I'll go up, like, basically to the dam, to the, like, the little waterfall. Yeah, yeah, the bridge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. so I'll go as far as I can there and then back. So, oh. yeah, every day. Either that or I'll walk from my house up to, like, the temple you, back down. You guys live by the, by, by the hill, on the hill, right? <laughs> like, by Chef Alfredo's, like, in those houses. Chef Alfredo's, what is that? So, so if you're driving out towards like the airport, do you know where oh, that you, little? Street? Oh, you guys live up there. Well, we're not like clear out there, but like past that Maverick down that street on the left side or the south side of the street, there's like that strip of there's Chef Alfredo's and a couple of like store places. There's a sign that says Black Rock. It's like a little HOA. Okay. Um, and yeah, we're up in like those houses. So it's like at like the very bottom of the hill. Oh, like right, right by Maverick or. So, so Maverick. Target 200, right? 200. Yeah, yeah. You're on 200. So there's that intersection. There's the next light. And that's like the road to like go straight to the temple. temple. Oh. Okay. And then the next turn off right after. Oh, yes. Yeah, on the right. There's like a there's like tiny strip mall. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I think. So. Like a dance studio over there, I think. I, I think it used to be a dance studio. And now my other roommate, he said that it got turned into um, a gym. Like, a golf place. Yeah, yeah, it's like a golf simulator, like a driving range kind of deal. I used to know. I used to want to come with to the girl who worked at that dance over there. That's, oh, that's all I know. Oh, yeah, I've I've never been over there. So, yeah, I thought for a second, thought you guys saying you live more north of like Maverick, and I was like, what? Yep, yeah, no, we're. How's the chocolate milk? Solid, dude. I haven't had chewy. Yeah, I was driving here, and I was like, I need to eat something, and I was like. Hmm, the boys need to eat something, too. Dude, I appreciate I have not had Chumu in, I don't even know. Just before your show. Yeah, before prep. It's, yeah. He's been cutting since January. So. Yeah, we talked about it after it. I was like, oh, is, you, you decided to do a show after you and your girl broke up. Uh, <laughs> yep, that was the decision. Oh, yeah. Because in my mind, I thought it was, it was, I I thought it was around the same time. I was like, oh, perfect. No, that, that was a little bit after, but. Oh. Because yeah, show is gonna happen regardless. Then. That's right. You know he he's motivating everybody at the gym to do shows. Fizz, yeah. Fizz is doing a show. Mm-hmm. I think that's it though. Fit, Fizz is doing one, and then like I have a couple like clients, and then just other like employees or friends doing seventy five hard because they're like we want to do something hard, but we don't want to do a show. Hey, so. I, I feel like that's probably not as hard as like prep, but yeah. I would say it's the same. Sorry. Cause I feel like prep, like what I know about it, it just gets harder. 
Mm-hmm. So I feel like it evens out to be similar. Yeah, I think so. Because 75 hard, it's like, you know, you do it every day, but it's only for like six, seven weeks. Yeah, like, like the thing with 75 hard is, 75 hard is you just have your checklist things and like, like let's say you just get them all done, then like you get them all done, right? But prep is your entire lifestyle is like dedicated to getting your body ready for the singular event, right? So it's 24, seven, three, six, five. Like I can't, like, like you can't relax. And I guess 75 hard in the same way is similar, um, but it's just not. You could say it's a job. Yeah. Versus like a lifestyle. Yeah. Like you do it, then you stop. Yeah, exactly. And stuff. So, right, most people don't want to do a bodybuilding prep. But when you think about how many people in life ever do something hard, like like yeah. genuinely hard. And everyone's like, well, I did college. College is hard. College is hard, but it's also. It's a different hard. It's different hard. It's fun. Like, yes, you have a hard class for a couple of weeks and then you're done. You have one hard assignment, then you're done. If you do something like same five hard or in my case, a bodybuilding prep, you can't break from the hard. Like, like, like you're just stuck in it, and it's either you quit or you get it done. I heard something that was like, if you're not 100% like super determined that you're, you want to do a show, then you shouldn't do a show. Yeah. Because like, if you're not fully wanting to like do well and succeed at the show and you just start it, then you're, you're just going to give up because you won't you don't have any motivation or discipline to keep going. Yeah. Well, and, and that's the thing. So after my show, um, I had this girl, she came up to me. She was like, multiple girls. Oh, I wish. All, I all wish. the women. <laughs> um, but this girl, she's like, what motivates you through prep? And like, and I didn't mean to like sound cheesy or anything like that. Um, but I was just kind of like, there was no motivation. Like, it, like you get, discipline. It, yeah, dude, it gets the discipline. Well, because you get to a point. Like you're starving, you hate life, you're moody, all this stuff. Um, sorry, am I like too? You're fine. You're fine. Um, and it's just like you just have to wake up and say like, life sucks, but I have to just keep going. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you and you just can't give up. And it's just that discipline. Or I always like to say, discipline is self love, right? It's like I love myself that I want to like achieve this goal. I love myself enough to do these things I don't want to do. So. Would you ever do a bodybuilding show? Um, Aiden's trying to get me to do one when I'm done with track. Yes, sir. Um, Which will, in like five years. <laughs> I don't know about that. Um, if I do one, because uh, I have another season running, I would probably hop on, like start bulking and doing like some muscle building yeah. after next I, season. I wonder what you look like, you know, with a normal amount of body fat on you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know about that. I, sometimes I flex. Uh, I'll tell people about you. Like you see Dylan, he's like been this lean for a long time, but like every year he gains like seven pounds. Good for him. <laughs> and the bulk is like, so I, but you know, I met you like three or so years ago. Yeah, we like you were similar-ish. But you, you, to me, I feel like you you've kept the same um, definition, but slowly gained the muscle. Because yeah. of your sport. No, that's fair. Because um, when I met you, I was probably, I think I was three months out of ACL surgery. I was yeah. four well, months after I'd got or yeah, some like I'd that. gotten home you from Washington-ish. And I was just trying to get back into stuff. That was crazy. That was spring 2020, bro. Not, as long as I've known you, you've been lean. You've always like been lean. You've never like 
I, I think the majority of the time, you know, I've almost always, other than my prep, I think I've always been fatter. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, but then on your prep, you were cut, bro. I, I remember def- uh, when I first saw Dylan's biceps at the gym, shirtless, like sleeveless, I described his biceps as 3D. Yeah. Like, I didn't know biceps could have, like, texture and grip <laughs> and, like, a roundness. And then he, like, flex, flex his tricep, and, I like, I didn't know it, like, bent so many ways. Or, yeah, no, kid has potential, bro. I'm, I'm saying that he's done. I'll coach him. You're yeah. crazy. So yeah, Aiden's trying to get me to do a bodybuilding show, but I don't know. We'll we'll have to see. Watching him because like I lived with him through, um, pretty much the entire cut. You started in January, and that's when I moved in with the in the house. Uh, I wasn't there for the bulk, but during the whole process of the cut, it was like three months, three four months, something like that. It was just. I don't, it was impressive because I don't know that I'd be able to do that, at least right now. But we'll we'll see how convincing he is in a year. You'll yeah. be able to. And, <laughs> and once a week when he came to class, I would see the difference too. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Well, no. No. Yeah, I was like, I, I didn't see a difference. But I, I, I could tell you got way vascular. That's why I was like, dang. Yeah. That, that is the one thing I did notice. Because like, you see yourself every day, so I was just kind of like, yeah. Yeah. I, I it's super slow. Yeah. Were you taking a lot of pictures? Every week because I, I'd send in my check-in pictures to uh, to my coach. So, so yeah. So, like, by the end of it, I went and, like, looked back and I could see. But week to week, I didn't see. It just, I saw every day. So, yeah. Yeah. But, no, man, it was, it was crazy. So, yeah, I don't know. It's fun with us, both athletes, two very different sports, but it, it's been really fun to just see how things correlate and how we each live our lifestyles. I feel we definitely live very different lifestyles than, like, most college kids, you know? Like, like it's not the classic, like, we're not partying, we're not... Yeah, especially on your prep. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, we're going to bed early and we're waking up early. We're not eating McDonald's every day or ramen for trying to eat yeah, hey, some ramen yesterday, man. It was so good. Dude, but can't, yeah. I ain't nothing wrong with you that. You see that picture I post? Yeah, I did. Dude, shrimp ramen. The homemade good ramen. food, bro. Whenever you post your food, I'm always impressed. You make good stuff. You had a like a steak sandwich the other day or something? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that was that. I think I was on my prep. I saw that, and I almost texted It was a deer. It was deer sandwich. Deer? Yeah. Really? Ooh, yeah. Venison. Let's go. Especially because I just moved into a new place, but um, I'm finding I'm trying to get smarter and smarter with my shopping. So whenever I'm up north, my parents have this big freezer, and it's, there's a lot of deer meat in it, but only my dad likes deer meat. So, like, the, the girls and my mom, they don't really like it. So my dad will eat it, but it's so slow. So when I'm, whenever I'm there now, he'll just, like, pack me up, like, a big thing. Then that'll just be, like, my protein source for, like, weeks or whatever. It's a solid one. Yeah, no, that's a good one. My, so my family, we... We hunt about once a year, but we do elk. So, yeah. So we, oh, that's even more. Yeah. So I, I'll, me and my dad are probably going to do an elk hunt this fall. I haven't pulled in like two years. Really? Yeah. For deer or elk? For deer. Deer. Deer is, in Utah, it's tough. There's just so many people. But try elk, dude. Yeah. You, it's a big animal. Yeah. But, I mean, it's fun. I'm not that good at this, though. I, I don't know. I'd say you're pretty good. For podcasts I've listened to. Versus like listening to like your podcast in the past and stuff. I'd say you're up there just because all you need, you, I mean, maybe it's not all you need, but if you can just keep a natural conversation going and, and 
keep it that just that natural element, which I think you do very well. Oh, thanks. That, that makes a good podcast. Because so. I kind of, so I was like, oh, because when I w- was on the radio, when I first, like everybody does that as like a DJ for music, but then if you're cool enough, like me, like I, you'd start, you would want to do like talk shows, like having people on. Then first I was like, oh, maybe I'll have, I'll have subjects. But like, hey, I'll, we're going to talk about blah, blah, blah. But I did that a couple of times. Then they weren't bad. Like I had some good guys, good conversations or whatever. But then I wanted to more do my podcast kind of similar to like a Joe Rogan or like a Two Bears, One Cave or other like comedian podcasts where they just have a guest on who's their friend and they talk about anything. Yeah. Like nothing's pre, pre-scripted. That, but as you listen, you listen to like, oh, now they're talking about blah, 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 or Andrew Huberman's on and they're talking about yeah. Morning Sun or whatever, you know, like there's no subject, but like what you talk about is the subject. Yeah. So each one has a different thing. Yeah. So I think that's like a cool part of it. And they just got to get Theo Vaughn on. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <can> you imagine? <laughs> that guy. Okay. So funny. I've seen comedians like mimic him, but like do their own the yo story like oh i had a man we called him like like a butter balloon and the, the man don't, or, or whatever they like make up a story that sounds super alabama-ish or yeah and it's not the same though no, no one no one could keep up with the yo yeah i feel like i didn't know about him like a handful of years ago but like he's really been popping off with podcasts yeah because yeah. he says some of the most out-of-pocket stuff you've ever heard in your life dylan's favorite quote it's like kicking the back in the cave art. Praise God. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> Are we allowed to say that one here? I don't know. Uh, after oh, he's good. I'm sitting away, I was like, I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about Oh, of course you can. Oh, Jay, good stuff. Yeah, he's so funny. I feel like he just has some off the wall things. Yeah. But just like, it's totally that Al- Alabama, because you know, like Alabama will have like metaphors for like, you like kicking a fat kid at Kmart. They'll have like some phrase to describe something. Or... Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, and I I saw a thing where they're talking to people that know him, and they say he's just like like that. Like he's not always trying to be funny. Yeah, it's just like him. Yeah. And so they'll be like just sitting down talking with him, and like, are you like trying to be funny right now, or are you like, is this genuine? And he's just, he's just off the cuff, just yeah. crazy. I I love because yeah, he sounds like you know he's like a comedian. But it's so like, just like him, like there was this one time that he tells a story, he's like, yeah, I almost got this girl from South uh, Dakota pregnant. And he's like, it was, a, it was a big scare. I thought she was pregnant. And like the guy who's like the co-host, he's like, he was like, how old were you? He's like 37. He's like, yeah, that happened this year. He's like, what? <laughs> or he just, he just like says something. And there's a, this way, um, cause I've done like stand up like five, six times. Yeah. There's this way you tell a joke what where you bring the audience down a path so they think that you know where they're going and last minute you like turn it uh-huh. and that's what makes it funny because they're expecting the, the punchline but it's not the punchline oh. so i feel like when he's he says a lot of those things not as a like as a joke but he just twists it just like that example like which is like super funny okay like when he says his favorite type of weed is cocaine <laughs> no, yeah. is not the word that you were expecting yeah that exactly about. that's the same thing yeah, yeah. Interesting. So, how, so how I want to ask you, how was like your stand up career, however, you were that? I don't know. 
I feel like I've done the most stand up in Cedar. So yeah, <laughs> I don't know anyone else that's done more than me in Cedar. I don't know anyone else either. So, <laughs> so I think I've done it five six times total. Okay, but I haven't done anything since the New Year. But the one I did during like Christmas winter break that was probably my biggest one yet. Okay, let's go. Because there's a place up in Salt Lake. There's a couple of different locations. It's called Wise Guys. Okay. Yeah. The, like in West Jordan, there's like a whole like a we'll have people on. You can like watch. Is that where you made your miners joke? Uh, they they have a the biggest one is downtown, but yeah, this that's where I did my miners joke. Okay. Um, and it's cool because it was kind it's kind of it's the most professional I'd ever done, because any really big comedian who's traveling. Uh, if they're traveling, if they want to do a stop in Utah, that's the number one place they go. Oh. And there's some, there's like Dry Bar, there's other other places too in Utah, but usually Wise Guys is number one. Because when you're in the lobby, you just see posters everywhere of different, any community you can think of, George Lopez, like, that's the only one I'm going to say. But like, there's like so many, there's posters everywhere that you, you see the signed or they're taking pictures of them at the main stage or whatever. So it's kind of, like a showcase, like you're kind of showing your talents, and then eventually they could pay you to come back and still do that. So that's what you're hoping for. And the funny thing was, um, so I just did like an open mic, so I had like three minutes, there's like 40 comedians there, we're just like doing jokes. And when I'm signing up online, because you gotta like email them, and they'll be like, okay, you're on the list. Um, you had to put, if it was your first time doing it there, or first time, or not, you haven't, haven't done it there, and I got confused, I was like, oh, I've done it, I've done stand up before thinking like not thinking like it was like at their place so because they do that so they can get all the good acts or the good comedians first so the new ones can go later on it when like the crowd leaves and like stuff like that so i put i've done it before so they put me i was like eight or something so i think there was like 40 just say 40 comedians and i say after my act like what i did i was probably in the top 15 there's probably five that like were the top kick the like super funny Uh then the 10 after that i was probably around there okay so being my like fourth fifth time being above better than half i think that was pretty good yeah that that's really good so oh let let me tell you the joke dylan kind of knows yeah yeah so my opening line because i wanted to start out funny because the audience is like, oh, he's funny. Then whatever he says, they'll kind of think it's still funny. Yeah. Versus if you start bad or not that funny, it's kind of hard to keep them with you. Because you only have three minutes to really like show yourself. So at the time, I had, I was, I had a major. And then I, had, I was working on two minors. So I was like, hey, my name is Logan Down. I'm a college kid. From, I go to Southern Utah University. I'm a nutrition major. I'm working on two minors. Degrees, not children. That was my opening line. <laughs> then I went into my, my little thing I had to say. Let's go. I like that. That was kind of funny. Good. But it was kind of fun. I feel like I had a, probably a really good stage presence. Yeah. Uh, and I worked, I'd worked on those jokes for a while. Do you think it's something you're going to like, just continue? Um, yeah. I feel like I'm tempted to go to more to Las Vegas. Because Salt Lake has open mics, but it's a little, it's kind of, they're kind of newer-ish, and there's not super many. That's why wise guys a lot of comedians go there because they know it's good yeah but i know las vegas is a bigger place it's a little closer so i think if i'm going to continue wanting to do it regularly i think i'll just go to vegas since there's i think in general more and it's closer 
So that's probably where I would continue. Well, there you go, Logan. Down the. I've only thought of a couple of jokes since then, but I think they're pretty funny so far. Good. Like I have this. I came up with this one joke. Well, it's like still in like the works. Yeah. Like I, well, the way I kind of formulate jokes is I'll think of something like, oh, that's kind of funny. Then I'll kind of like, how would I say it? Or sometimes it's like a voice memo. I'm like, oh, what was I thinking at the time? Or I write it down. So I had this one. I was driving home from the gym. And if you know where like Cedar High School is, yeah. they have this like one weird portable, like kind of by the soccer field. I was like, why are portables called portables? You know, why isn't it called just like a trailer or whatever? It was like, why would you describe something like what you can do with it? I was like, like other things are portable, but we don't call them portables, you know? I was like, hmm, like women are portable. Like women are pretty, like you can move them pretty well. But the only thing women have similar to a portable is like being an object. <laughs> yeah. I was so curious of where he was going with that. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Dylan, we'll have to go hit one of the shows. That would make it. That'd be fun. I'd be really out. I'll probably do, since I'm here for the summer more, I'll probably do that for sure. Yeah, that would be sick, bro. Probably next month. This month's kind of weird. Because next two weeks, at least there's not school. And then two weeks after that, a school starts. Then after that, I'll, I'll fight fires for two weeks. Oh, let's go. Yeah. Well, I'm not, I say fighting fires and I'm just putting trees in a chipper then leaving. Hey, hey, you're, whatever you got to do, the hopes. Yes, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, like it's like a two week camp, camping. Oh. Yeah. Okay. You get, you pay, you get paid 250 a day. Yeah, so like after two weeks, it's like thirty five hundred. That then I don't have any ties. Then I can just like walk away. Dylan, there's your there's my summer job. Let me know. Except I have to be running. Ah, uh, you can run in the morning and run back, come back to camp. <laughs> yeah. Then they get catered, so they they get they bring caterers out for all three meals, and okay. so it's not too bad. For two weeks. I know. How'd you find that job? Uh, my. Well, last, the place I just let, moved from, two of them did that. One of them did it. Uh, he's Native American, so he did it on the res. My other roommate did it did the last summer here in Cedar. So he's like, hey, we need some guys. You, there's no commitment. Just take a two-hour like safety course online. Then then like end of May, early June, we'll give you 48 hours notice when they need us to be out. Then you get paid. Huh. I was like, oh, yeah. It's like, hey, nice and easy, make some good money. I know. Then I'm like, if I get a job after that, cool. If I don't, then cool. Yeah. Like, you're still pretty preset for the school. You yeah. Were smart. So, dang. I know. Sick. How'd you get so many clients? Um, Just talking to people. Like, oh, you're buff. Can you can you trade me? Exactly. I, I wish. Like, maybe, like, yeah, a couple guys. Weirdly enough, though, like, majority of my clients are, are females. Oh, so females I know. look at me and they go, oh, nice clothes. Look like you. But I don't know. I, it, it like, it, like you learn to, to like carry and connect with people. How many do you have? Um, do you think? Uh, on my list, it's like 20 something. I think. So some are more regular, some are more. Yeah. Yeah. Frequently. Yeah. Do you have, this is, it's all through Vasa, right? Nothing like on your own. Um, well, I'm allowed to say, yeah. Yeah. All, all through Vasa. I'm trying to work on, eventually the plan is go off on my own. So yeah. and like me and Dylan we've been talking about where um I have a buddy work on like a logo for me and all that stuff. Oh, and, let me know if you need help. Okay. Well, I made my own logo for like my podcast and stuff. Oh, really? and 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm thinking about doing this just online training so I can get bit bigger reach. And after my show, I've had hey, a good reach out. Hey, I, I took pictures of Dylan. Like I take pictures of you. I hey, I appreciate. Have it. you seen the pictures of Dylan? Uh, yeah. The, oh yeah, I think it shows doing the oh, rope. Yeah. The, yeah. 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 Oh, that's good. I actually took some pictures of Richard before you left too. Oh really? Yeah. Let's go. I think Richard's still. No. Oh, I, I think he left. Okay. No, he works on Saturday. Oh, does he? He's supposed oh. to. I guess. We'll see. I don't know. But yeah, so I'm working on like an online business, uh, Kaizen Athletic, uh, Kaizen Aesthetics. Sorry. So it's Kaizen's that philosophy of one percent better every day. Nice and stuff. So we do Kaizen Aesthetics. And then start training people online and doing stuff. So I oh you're, you're and you do already have your fitness account, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah so just ne- you just need me posting. I know I got daily. I gotta get serious on that. I just I don't know. I just don't think about it all the time. So. Yeah, Cass is kicking your butt. But yeah, okay, Cass is like good. She has like her food Fridays and she posts like every. Because like I don't follow her, but like it always comes up. It's like recommended friends. I'm like, okay. And I'll click on him like, oh, 50 followers. And like recently I was like, oh, 100. I was like, nice. Yeah, like, no, Cassie's really good. Yeah, I, I, I need to just start caring. Good she's probably like in girl fitness at the gym. She's probably like the biggest grower in the last like year. Oh, yeah, dude. She's unreal. She's absolutely It's all genetics, yo. <laughs> <laughs> See, well, like, sorry. <laughs> pound for pound, though, she's so strong, too. Yeah. She Like, pound for pound, she can probably keep up with most people. She's she's nuts. Like, Cause I remember, like, it, cause like a year or so ago, she, like I don't say, she like she had a better physique than some, like probably half of girls. Yeah. Then she just like blew up within a year. Yeah. So like, oh, just happened to blow up in a year. Like that's pretty genetically. And like so, well, that's a Dylan junior year type of a type of movement. <laughs> Sorry, senior year. Sorry. Well, no, oh, yeah, and that that's the thing with like, like physiques and like bodybuilding. So like genetics. I just feel in sports in general, everyone's like, people are afraid to say, oh, you have the genetics for this, or you're genetically gifted. There's nothing wrong with that. So, like, has great genetics, right? It's bodybuilding, a lot of it's about genetics and, like, your, just the way you look, your insertions, things like that. Um, but that doesn't negate how hard you work. Oh, I guess. Right? Like, but no, like, her genetics are phenomenal. She has the potential to get even better than she is. She did really good at the show and she can well, definitely get well, she got like four trophies or something for Yeah, so she she was in four different divisions and she won her um she won her class in um bikini, which was sick. And then um she placed in all the other ones as well. So how how is that different from what what happened with you? So I I only entered into one. How how did she do four and you did one? So, because just every um, division, um, first, girls, they have more. And she was in a place with her body where she's like, I don't know if I fit better into what's called wellness and then bikini. Yeah, so wellness is a little bigger, right? Yeah, yeah. It's like bigger legs, still like a, a muscular but a smaller upper body. Um, bikini is a lot more streamlined to what girls want to see in the magazines. Yeah, yeah. So she was like, I just don't know what I fit in. So she did both. Both. Right. And two more? Right. Well, so you have your like novice and then you have your open. Oh. So she did both novice and open. I just you got medals for Yeah, yeah. She did get in all of them. I did classic physique and I only did novice. So so I, I placed but I only did the one. 
So like, oh yeah, you're telling me there's novice and there's what's the other one called? Open. Open. And you said all the open guys were like on stuff. Yeah, like those. Yeah, those. So like, you could have done both, but like you probably compared to them wouldn't have got something, but it was impressive that you still got something for your novice. Yeah, yeah. So ba- basically, my line of thinking was, I'm just so new at this that let me do novice, see how it goes, kick their butts. Hopefully, yeah, kick their butts and then grow into open to where I can be competitive. I feel like that classic, you did the Arnold pose. I feel like you don't see people doing that anymore. That? the cla- One, it's a hard pose because there's a lot of things you got to get right with like your legs and your like shoulders. And I feel like shoulders is really good for you. So I feel like you doing the Arnold is like a good way to like, I'll say flex on others. But I feel like you need to have the, the upper back um, development to do a well well done Arnold's. I feel like that to me made you well thank you thank you yeah no that's that's been why i've been working on a lot of because yeah everyone hits your same classic pose like like a teacup or you know yeah. some kind of like double bicep and i was like well what's more classic than arnold so i tried to just reincorporate that and i've always loved that pose and variations of that pose so that's when i practiced a lot and then that and with different transitions and things like that so it was, I based my routine around it, all that good stuff. You know, he was making fun of me um, the last week at the gym. I'm just, I'm just start benching and he comes over with his client. He is like, you got to work harder than Logan. Logan doesn't work that hard. And I'm like, no, leave me, leave me alone. That's not true. I said, Logan's one of the hardest workers in the gym. You got to be like him. He's in us. Whatever. That's what I said. <laughs> That's the way he said it though. It's like, <laughs> maybe feel bad because his client was huge. I think it was his first time. Yeah, I thought it was a 16-year-old kid. Well, whatever. <laughs> so, so yeah, that's, yeah, po- posing is funky. And it's definitely, it's an art that not a lot of lifters, like, and bodybuilders, like, focus on these days, I feel. Yeah. Um, I, I try and put a lot of effort into my pose, like, even when I'm in a, heavier off season so i'll still pose even if i don't look the best things like that just uh, it's i if you are gonna spend all this time building your body why don't you learn how to present it in the very best way possible are there any posers <laughs> posers are there any people who pose that you look up towards like oh that guy's amazing um all-time favorite i'd say is um Logan Franklin. I I know you're the Logan Franklin fan. Logan Franklin's good. Terrence Ruffin is my number one. I love Terrence Ruffin. Um, And then he has a couple people within like his program, like Jared Crew and some of those guys that are really good. I like Logan Franklin. Um, And after going to the Olympia this last year, some of those- Oh, Dylan Gibson. Dylan Gibson. Me and Dylan, we we posed a couple of times. I've seen the pictures. I've seen the pictures. Dylan, we tease that guy poser. Dylan's gonna be good. <laughs> Dylan's gonna be. Good. Ever since I met Dylan, I've been so grateful that he's been running. So I'm like, so I can just try to catch up. For years, I'm like, hey Dylan, stay super lean, gain muscle super slow. I'm slowly, so you're not gonna see me grow, but I'm gonna grow behind you. And boom, we be the same size. All of a sudden, you're just gonna be right there in my face. Yeah, but <laughs> then like they'll be like, oh, I think I'm gonna start eating normal food now. I'm like, oh man, you know, like blow up. I'm like, oh, no. So I'm waiting for that to happen, but I'm I'm trying to catch up to him too. So if I if I can get like that guy, 
That'd be nice. But I don't know about that. But he's like, challenge you in a race. I'm like, okay, I'll watch. And <laughs> no, I cannot race him. That's for sure. So, track, track is fun in our house too. Just because Dylan's actually in it, I get to live like vicariously through him. Because I was a big track guy in the past. Really? And then due to injuries and stuff, I couldn't run track anymore. So. What injuries do you have? Uh, I tore my Achilles tendon. Oh. Yeah. Dude, we're running, so I can't sprint anymore. So I got Dylan now. Nice. But he gets he gets to hear about all my stuff, and then we have some friendly banter about track events going on in the world and what we think is going to happen and then yeah. who we think is going to happen. I heard there was this uh, women's marathon or something, and a guy won. Oh, wow. Really? Barely, just barely, yeah. Hey. It's like trans athlete. Yeah. Get <laughs> the, the, the listeners don't know my my fish is in the air. Let's go. That's right. I'm about that. Kind of funny. So yeah, no, because I we, so my family's from Jamaica, right? So track was like a big deal growing up because that's like always like your parents are from Jamaica. My mom is. Oh yeah. So uh, oh, because your mom's black. Yeah, yeah. Dad, dad's just a white guy from Arizona. So, but um. So track was always big. I grew to love track. And I'm like one of those guys, like, if I get interested in something, I learn every little thing about it. So I dove really, really deep into track. What were your events? Um, 100, 200, 400. I was just pure sprinter. Any, anything that was under a lap. And, like, a dabble. I assume you weren't as massive? No. Oh, I was scrawny. I remember it was, like, my senior junior, probably senior year. I was doing, like, 200. And we like Copper Hills, like we we do a lot of meets. A lot of people come over. I remember like in line, and there'd be these like five foot eight, five foot six, five foot seven black guys with like the biggest shoulder. No, like we talking like um, alleyway black. Like really, straight off the boat. Yeah, like right next to a building, and boom, it's an alleyway. You know, like like super. (laughs) Is that racist? I don't know. <laughs> no, that's just how black, you know. Like, yeah, like the wall. Yeah, I, I know what you're saying. Um, anyways, they'd like be running, and they'd be had these like they look like you, and they'd, they'd be like huge, and I'm like, wow, like you're so massive. He's like, yeah, man, turning 15 is tough, and I'm like, well, shut up. When I was like, get out of here. Oh yeah, Dude, I don't know how some of those people were. Some some people get big from so young. I don't get it. I was scrawny. Like J- Dylan's uh, senior year. Have you seen those pictures? Have you seen? Those yeah. Pictures? Yeah, I wasn't big. Probably you show your like junior to senior pitch, and you're like the the, oh. cha- the change between my juniors. I hit puberty really late. Um, between my junior and senior year, I put on a little bit of muscle, but I wasn't big by any means. He was big for every means. The the change. Well, I mean, for a high schooler, you're big. I mean, I guess I did go to Bingham High School, so I was surrounded by the biggest, the yeah. biggest of the bigs. That that's true. Because like, I, there there are three of my teammates in the NFL right now from really? when I was in high school. That's cool. Um. And I remember my sophomore year, I went into the weight room, and one of the kids my age, this Polynesian kid, was squatting 500 pounds, and I was absolutely petrified. I mean, I plays for the Jaguars right now. <laughs> Gotta stay. See, but yeah, well, see, I went to like a little 3A school, so you, you, like, you could have came in from 3A school, you have been a god. <laughs> so I, I guess I, my perception is a little bit different just because of the environment that I was in. So, but then you changed from senior year to now. Yeah, there's there's been a big difference between high school and me now, but there's also I've also learned an unbelievable amount to allow me to get here. If like if I knew now 
or if I knew then what I do now, it'd be crazy. Yeah. No, nah, now I gotta, I gotta find pictures. Cause me, my senior year in high school, like sure I was big, bigger. Uh-huh. But for a, a high school kid, like an average high school kid. Yeah, okay. Like sure, I guess compared to an average kid, but I was like a skinny big. That, that's like, yeah, like the skinny. Yeah. The, the skinny huge. Cause like there, there's some pictures that make me look like just massive. Like this one, like your arms look better. Yeah. And then it's like this picture right here makes me look freaking huge. But then you look at the other picture. Yeah. And it's like, okay. Yeah, yeah. And I know what you mean. But like relative, I grew up also for, okay. For relatively. Kids, kids are getting bigger these days. So I thought they're, it's insane. See, how much you weigh now? Uh, probably like 197. I, I haven't broke 200 since I got home from my mission. Oh, really? Yeah. But once I stop running, I feel like that's going to change quick. Yeah, dude. See, I feel like I feel like once I am done with track and I get on a bulk, I could hop onto hop onto what? Roids. Oh yeah, I'll get on treadmill. Treadmill. Have a bar? Maybe one day. <laughs> no, I feel like if I get on a, a bulk after I'm done running, I could get up to two twenty, two thirty without a problem, oh, which yeah. is kind of scary. But that's the heaviest I've ever been. Be sick. The heaviest you've been is two hundred. The, the, I got up to probably 220, 225 on my mission. Oh, really? Um, I, got, I got a little chunky. Like, you, you look at pictures of me when I'm coming home, um, and that's after I'd lost a little bit of weight because, um, you know, there's the six weeks of sexy, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I I got some baby fat. I got some rolls on my neck. Like, <laughs> I think I like see right the picture. The I think I see picture, yeah. It's just right there. Yeah, it's a... That brisket, yes, sir. It is so good. The poly food, and then the barbecue in Kansas City, the wild time. What you weigh right now? Me? You? I weighed this morning. I, okay, I've been scared. I've been really scared because I rebounded really fast after the show. I weighed one sixty this morning. How much you weigh during your show? One thirty nine. One thirty nine? Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm a little little over. I, 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 I would have no idea you're one thirty nine at your. At your show, I always thought you were more. Yeah, no one one thirty nine. So I got a lot of growing to do. So, yeah. So it's been a month, like two weeks since your show. Weeks, three weeks. It's been three, three. Because that was when I was in California. So yeah, yeah. So like three weeks. So is there a good amount to bounce back? Um, when you know it's not too bad. There, there's different philosophies. Just because like your body is such depletes that you can. Like it needs. Yeah. yeah. A lot of it ends up being water though. Yeah. Like when I did my body oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, dude, so much of it was water. So like ideally it like what most people say is like you just very slowly go go back just really, really slow, like maybe a pound a week. But like pound. obviously I did not do that. <laughs> um yeah. man's man's down five thousand calories for breakfast if I'm honest. Oh, I ate so much. But um there is another theory where it's like, hey, take a big jump um, and then hold that for a while. And when I did my in-body today, and obviously in-bodies can be kind of inaccurate, but it was I was holding a lot of water, but I've gained a lot of muscle as well. Just because your body isn't such a depleted state, taking anything, and I just made sure I kept my protein really high um, and then kept training really hard. And so, you know, I, I've gained a lot of muscle as well with that fat so i'm not seeing the worst place ever but i'll probably definitely try and cut down a little bit on some of that fat and just trim up a little bit of things before we get into a proper off season proper bulk so 
Nice. How much do you want to gain body fat wise at a proper off season bulk? Um, I don't want to get more than like fourteen percent. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't want. I don't no, want crazy. Well, well, and it's just because it's like the more body fat I get, that's the one I have to trim off. True, you know, and I'll I don't want to be in prep for twenty. Is there a certain body fat range you feel like you can hold well? Um, so I feel like I feel like Dylan holds ten pretty well, if it's my opinion. Um, D- Dil- Dylan stays lean, pretty good. You you stay lean really good, dude. I I I definitely I don't think I could hold Dylan's leanness as well. I'm asking about you though. How, how much? You, what do you think you're at right now? Right now, that Greg uh, just said it. Come on. Realize, come on, tell me. If I had to look at myself, I'd say probably anywhere from like 14, 16. Okay, yeah. Now. So, so I'd want to trim off a little bit, and then I, I probably want to go down to like 10 or 12, and then bring it back up slowly, really slow. So you wouldn't want to maintain your, right now, to an off-season, you would want to l- uh, lose I, a little? I, I think I just want to just trim up the body fat just because I know I'm going to gain body fat in the off-season. Uh, and there's, there's Hot Boy Summer. Hot boy, so oh, yeah, that's right. Like, hey, yeah, we got, we're here. Yeah, we we here. We gotta get females, bro. You gotta look kind of nice. Oh yeah, because you said you you the the guy at your show recommended you do it next year at the same time, right? Mm-hmm. So you can do like a is your you know my hypothetical. You can do this kind of uh, window ish until like late summer, then start your off season until like December. Then yeah, so what, what's looking like is I'll probably shoot for a show instead of doing it like in the semester because I like definitely like your mind gets so messed up like it, it can affect your grades. Yeah, trying, I bet it does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's rough. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I I'm probably shoot for one that's like late fall. Uh, I mean not not sorry not late fall late summer or really early like August. Oh, that's true. Yeah, got it. Like I think me Richard talked oh. about when he was on here. On this podcast, I think it's the same one he might shoot for. Um, I was like, so, so I'll, I'll take like a full year. So basically, yeah, probably end the summer, start like a proper bulk, and then I'll just go, go to like way, March till basically, yeah, this time next year. And then I'll have summer 12 weeks, 12 to 16 weeks. Let's, let's shred down, get diced, and go in. Yeah. Nice. So, and then, and Dylan will be winning track championships. We have, a bunch of champs in the house. The Olympic Olympians. Oh, the Olympics will call him then. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. What's a, what's an Olympian time that you could like? Um, the world record is a forty three oh three. I don't need that, but what to is be, it to, to get be into competitive? At least in America, we're talking like forty five. It's low forty fives to mid forty fours is going to be. And you're and you're forty six point five, right? Uh, that's the goal. For oh, I saw on your wrist. Week. I was like, nice. The goal next week is a 46.5. I ran a 46.9 at BYU last weekend. Um, but to be like competitive in the United States, you have to get low 45s into the 44s. Yeah. So how would you, from this point in your running career, how would you get, what would the process look like to get into the Olympics? Um, Kind of step by step. We got to get to regionals this year. Um, I'd have to run a 46.5 probably to get in safely. A 46.8 might put me right on the edge to to make it. So you need to get a tad faster. A little bit faster, which which I think I'm capable of. Do you got the numbers up? Yes. Of course so you're capable. Olympic qualifying 
to get to the trials in the 400s, 45-2. Yeah, low 45. Okay. 45-2. There is an asterisk beside those. So maybe so we're talking, uh, not talking school-wise, but like you personally, do you feel like you could get around that time in like two years? That That's hypothetical drop in 6.6 6 seconds or more in two years? Because I know, I mean, I feel like I could. I... If I if I really wanted to stick with it from my freshman year at the end of my freshman year I ran a forty nine one, last year I went forty eight one and both of those years I had hamstring issues. Yeah, I remember this that. year I went from forty eight one to forty six nine, and hopefully even faster at conference next week. Um, I mean I feel like it's it's definitely possible. So I know as you get faster and faster, it, there's less jumps. So instead of like, oh, you yeah, there's it's no like it's not like a rush. second to a second. It's more like a second. Mm-hmm. It's more like point seven. Then it goes like point five. Yeah, exactly. It's the the faster you get, and the and the more often you're pring, the the less the pr is going to be between, and yeah. the harder it is going to be to get more time and more time off. So I hypothetically, yeah, it's possible I could drop. Um, what are you saying? Last year you you dropped a a, a second. Yeah, from from last year this year, I've dropped over a second. Okay, so, so I think you you could, so easily drop point like point six, of a second in two years. Theoretically, yeah. You, you think even if you did half, 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 if you did a second, then you're gonna drop another a half second, and in a year, then mm-hmm. I feel like you do it. Yeah, and it's one of those things where it's like you just keep working because I have another season, and and the goal is to go. If I can, you know, run the time necessary to go regionals this year, I could get to nationals next year. We're just going to keep working as hard as we can. And if my body can adjust and adapt and it allows me to do that, then that's awesome. But it, it is one of those things where it's like you can work as hard as you want, but sometimes your body just doesn't do that. Dale, I don't know if I've ever asked you, have you ever had the goal? Have you ever, like, said to yourself, I want to make Olympic trials? And I've been, like, serious about it? Or has it always been, like... Because I'm, I'm sure every Olympic, like any runner is like, okay, I would, like, yeah, that'd be fun. That'd be cool. No, I've I've never set a goal to go to the Olympics. If I'm being completely honest, two, three years ago, if you would have told me I was running 46s, well, I, you, yeah. I wouldn't have believed you. Because I, I didn't, I mean. One year post-injury, you're out. Yeah. Whatever. I mean, sprinting has come a long way. Like the ideology behind it has come a long way, even in the last few years. Um, in high school is one of those things where you were told it's like you're either fast or you're not, which we're learning. Sure, there's genetics involved in it, but every single person can improve to a certain amount. Yeah, you, genetically you have a floor and a ceiling, but the the things that I've learned in the last couple of years have, have shown me that it's like if you work hard enough, and obviously you have to work in the right way to get to that point, you can get so much faster than what was even previously thought like five years ago. I have this, um, so not the place I just moved out, but the place before that, I had this uh, freshman roommate who was on the runs, uh, the the cross, country. cross country for the school. Oh, yeah. And he's like, so a freshman, I, I know he's in like the top eight up at the school. Mm-hmm. So I actually think he's in the top five. I think he's the fastest freshman at the school. And I've, like, I've, Kind of like this, I kind of like poked him more, but like, hey, do you, like, what do you want to be? Like, do you have the goal to go to the Olympics? Like, your times are like this. Like, where do you want to be? And he was like, yeah, this is, this is always the goal to like go to the Olympics. Yeah. 
And he's like, yeah, like, he's like, yeah, I could. He's like, yeah, I could go. You could quote unquote say pro off school in like a year or two and be sponsored. He's like, I want to do a full the four years in school to get fast. And at that point, transition to be pro. Yeah. I was like, dang. It's definitely an, uh, a thought that's being realized more now just because I'm you're getting a little closer, just because I'm realizing what I can do. Like the the school record is a forty six sixty six, so if I run the forty target two seconds, to the point two seconds, yeah. So I'm like right there. Like even last year when I was thinking about my goals for this year, I was like, all right, school record senior year, and and that was the thought process. But now it's like I've pushed myself to the point where it's like I'm there now. We're talking six months. Yeah, we're we're, we're, we're talking. We're talking. Next we're talking this weekend tomorrow. Yeah, we're, we're talking next Thursday. Next Friday is when I run the 400 at conference. Yeah. Um, and and that's and that's the thing, like, for me, like, about goals is, like, you set things. Obviously, they're going to push you really hard. But, like, in track, it's easy to adjust them because you hit a PR and you're like, oh, wow, I'm faster. I'm ahead of where I thought I was going to be. Let's yeah. move that goal a little farther back. And as long as you have something that's going to push you to your limits to get to that point, it's just going to keep pulling you and keep pulling you. And I mean, the, the goal now is school record. I've got one of my teammates, Jaden. He's an absolute stud. He's a freshman this year. He's been pushing me. I think honestly, he's probably him and my coach are two of the guys that I credit a lot right now for where I'm at is because obviously the coach programs and he's in the workouts with me, pushing me to the point where I'm at. Um, but we're looking at 45s next year. We're looking at regionals. We're looking at nationals. It's like, we already broke the school record in the four by four. We're going we're going even farther than that. It's it's exciting. I like I, again. If you would have told me a couple of years ago where I am now, I would I would have thought you were insane. Yeah, I, that's why I wanted to get you on this podcast. So when you blow up, I'm like, hey, I was, hey, it was on my podcast first. <laughs> <laughs> well, dude, that's that's what's actually so fun. Like, by the way, I love your hair growing out. I just oh, while well, looking at you that whole time, I'm like, man, like, it looks like a god. <laughs> <laughs> it almost looks like a surfer. Almost. We're, we're getting yeah. the we're getting the Prince Charming. Yeah, you, over here. yeah, yeah. Yeah. I feel like you. I feel like it's grown out from the ugly phase, and like the back has really grown out. Yeah, I I'm actually getting it trimmed a little bit tomorrow because there is a little bit of dead ends getting it re. Yeah, that's fine. Do that re looked at and layered and all that fun. No guy, if you need a guy. Yeah. We're we're getting it. He he has he has someone. You have a guy. There's a girl. Oh, that's how I got it here. Because <laughs> <laughs> like a guy who cuts my hair, he like owns his own barber shop, like on Main Street. Who is it? Uh, it's called King's Razor. That's who I go to. No, you don't. Yeah. That, that, did I tell well. you about him? Did I tell you about him? Uh, Fizz. Fizz told me. No way. Yeah. I've been going to him for like two years. Yeah, I'm going to him tomorrow. Yeah, tell him Logan sent you. I, I mean, know. he already knows. Fizz sent me, bro. Well, well, you know, he knows me more. <laughs> I might get it. I use his hair product. For you, it probably won't work because you're the type of hair. Yeah. It's too good, though. Shout out King's Razor. Yeah, Devin. That's yeah. his name. The man himself. Anyways, but he has like he used to have super long hair, but now it's like to his like past his shoulders. So yeah, and he's so good. Yeah, oh, hair cutting. The because the first time I got my hair cut there, he was like explaining how he was cutting my hair. Instead of you know normally you tell him like what you want, and they're like okay, but like, oh how's your day? Before you like start doing that, he's like okay, so you wanted a couple inches off the top, so I'm gonna start at the back of your head, then like trim up instead of trimming up then going down because as you trim down going up you'll get the top anyways but then i was like okay then he's like okay and then i'm gonna do it like this that he explains everything he's doing i was like okay yeah yeah dude it's it's like a little education yeah it's so nice it's like vibe in there 
Yeah. I try to get Dylan to go to him, but like Dylan has his, his girl that guts him up. Uh, he has girls. Right? I, I go to a salon. So <laughs> With that hair, you kind of sports, sports clips. No. <laughs> not. I went there as a teenager, never again. Sports clips will mess you up. The great clips was my, my jam as a kid. <laughs> Could do it. There was this one time, um, there's us in like West Valley ish. There's a Walmart on like 62 and like 56 over there. And uh, there's a great clips right next to it. And when I was a kid, I just get not a buzz, but like a like a four or like a two, like almost all the way around. And once my mom was like, "Okay, you get your haircut. I'm gonna go to Walmart. Then I'll be back by the time you're done." Then they were, they closed down. Like like <laughs> it was my mom was at Walmart so long, and I was just sitting there like I don't know like twelve, but like I can't pay for this. Uh-huh. So my mom like came back like right as they were closing and paid. That's kind of funny. Yeah, no, I I can never go there as a kid just because my hair is different. Of course. Yeah, yeah. Right? Well, and they, they go and they ask you, they're like, okay, what what number you want? And you can't do my hair like that. I can't tell you yeah. the number. I say, hey, I'll, I want this type of fade. And they look at me. Like, what's a fade? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I'm like, dang. So. But you're getting your hair cut um, tomorrow. Yeah, you said? Just a little trim, not too much. To go, to be faster. Oh yeah, yeah. We got to we got to get a little more aerodynamic. Do you get- my my um my dad was joking with me the other day about because I I send all my my race videos home and they send it to the whole family and my uncles will always laugh because they're like, wouldn't he run faster with less hair? <laughs> it's like maybe, but wouldn't look as cool. That's right. High school, I remember I'd get my hair cut every single week the the day before my race. I, I go in, and just because of my hair, I get like designs and stuff like. Oh, trust you, of course you would. Of course you would. All these cool lines and stuff. So every track meet. That's what Deion Sanders says: "Look good, feel good, play good." Exactly. And I was like, "Look good, feel good, race good." I mean, I never won, but I was, hey, man, I'm, I'm looking nice though. So, do you get do you, you are you caffeined up, caffeined up pretty hard before your races? Uh, not too bad. Um. I do just enough where I can feel the energy, but not enough that it makes me jittery. Yeah, yeah. Uh, usually I use the... And you do more than one race too, right? Yeah, so... You take a like, little boost here and there. A little bit, little boost here and there. And then depending on the race, sometimes I don't even take it because it doesn't help that much. Like yeah. when I was in California, um, I took them before my 400s, um, but I had like six events over three days. Yeah. But I didn't take it before my two or my, or the four by one that I was in. Yeah. I'd take it before the 400 and the four by four and that was it. Yeah, the big ones. Usually about like 150, 175 milligrams of the gold standard because it's really clean. Yeah. AA approved type stuff. AA approved. Um, that, some beta alanine just because it gets me amped and then we're off and running. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. You like that. So it's not, not too much. Hey, thanks for being on my show. Thanks for having us. I'm glad I was able to suck you guys in. Hey, it's it's been a good time, and we we were pumped to be here. It's been a cool environment, so I've enjoyed it personally. Thanks. Oh, I'm glad I, I had like a one on one time with both of you. It was yeah, kind of fun. Yeah, it was good. Hey, and you're a good host, my friend. Oh, thanks. Thanks. And that was the Down to Talk podcast. Good job, fellas.